Okay, welcome to the old switcheroo where we're talking gaming retro with Mike and JMO. I'm Mike. And I'm JMO. And we are joined today by two very special guests, uh, my brothers Jonathan and Justin. Say hello, you guys. Hello, Beef Nuggets. This is Jonathan. <laughs> Hi there, it's great to be on the Mike's Thoughts Podcast. Yes, okay, so we should probably, ignoring the random Beef Nuggets comment, which was an inside joke before recording, Mike, when I told them about the podcast, I thought the old switcheroo was a great title, because it's like, it does play into the retro part with the old, and then, you know, the Switch, Nintendo Switch, and then they're like, oh... It should be called Thoughts with Mike. <laughs> Mike Lund's Thoughts. Right. Yeah. Because I want to know what he's thinking. Why don't you know what I'm thinking? Like, he doesn't want to know what Mike Lund is Because I know you my whole life. <laughs> Mike, Mike does have a lot of thoughts, a lot, of, uh, a lot in his mind here. Uh, today, uh, we will be sharing our thoughts on uh, two games, Golden Axe and Golden Axe 2, well, in an episode that we're calling Hacks Slash Slash Hacks, which, um, <laughs> what do you think of the title, Mike? You know that doesn't work in audio, right? Why's that? Oh, it's a, it's a reading gag. Yeah, yeah. Hack slash slash. So Golden Axe and Golden Axe Two are hack and slash. It's the hack and slash genre. So hack slash slash. <laughs> I don't think people even say that. No, they call them beat em ups. Yeah, well, it's not yeah. a beat em up though. You're hitting people with weapons. If I hit you with a sword, you're gonna say you got beat up. <laughs> I don't. Think you do it right. No one's saying anything. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we are talking about two arcade, uh, as Jonathan called them, beat-em-up games, Golden Axe and Golden Axe 2. Starting with the original Golden Axe, it was released in the uh, 1989 on the Sega Genesis. It was published by Sega, and it was directed by Makoto Uchida, who also directed Altered Beast, and one of our favorite Sega Saturn beat-em-up games. So do you guys think about a Sega Saturn beat-em-up. Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn beat him up. I see your Oh, Final Fight. Not, <laughs> Final Fight was actually Super Nintendo. It was Die Hard Arcade. Ah. I don't remember that sweet Wait, you're game. cheating over there? He saw I the saw, papers. Saw yeah. Paper. Uh, Die Hard Arcade, though, you know, we'll never see a remake or a republication of that game because they'd have to reacquire the Die Hard license. But it was a really, really good beat up uh, on the Sega Saturn. And so we got some uh, trivia to start us off here in a little uh, section I like to call Knowledge is Power, Superpower, although I should probably just ditch the title because it never seems to make sense. This was... Why do you uh, call it Knowledge is Nintendo Power? Oh, that's so much better! <laughs> but... Well, it's gonna be but we're doing a Genesis. Wait, 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 we're talking about Genesis. But it's well, called the old Switcheroo. We're yeah. inherently in yeah. Nintendo. He's right. Yeah. yeah. Knowledge is Nintendo Power. Yes, yeah, do it going forward. Okay, that's it. You know, <laughs> going on, that, that is a much better uh, name for my trivia section. So I watched a documentary about making of Golden Axe, uh, produced by Secret Level, for a game called Golden Axe Beast Rider. Do you guys remember that on the... Uh, Xbox 360, Nobody PS2. I remember that one. Did you ever play it? I never played it. I think I did briefly, and I think mm -hmm. I turned it off mm -hmm. yeah, quickly. It, very critically lambasted. But the director of this game said his goal in making it was to make something exciting happen every three minutes. And then, and then well, <laughs> he doesn't realize how long three minutes is. Apparently, <laughs> I had a nickel every time I said that. The the concept is that if something exciting is happening at least once every three minutes, then chances are someone walking past the arcade cabinet would see something cool happening and want to put their quarter up for the next round. So, uh, yeah. still a really big time gap. <laughs> I mean, this is back in the 80s, though. Time moved slower back then. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all of the enemies in the first Golden Axe game are named, or I shouldn't say all, but the vast majority of enemies are named after alcohol. 
Crunch. And that's according to the credits at the end. Golden Axe has this cool credit sequence where it kind of treats it like a movie. So the, yeah, I don't know what the credits say. The, that involves reaching it. <laughs> right, okay, so we should go over this. So I'm a retro gamer. I'm playing the Nintendo Switch online catalog, trying to get all the way through all 200 and some games. But Mike is gaming retro, which means that Mike does not rewind. Mike does not use save states, but he is allowed to use the manuals. So the idea is that Mike is recreating the experience of playing it in the 90s where I'm kind of approaching from a more modern perspective. So uh, going back to the enemies being named after liquor, the bad guys are uh, referred to as Sergeant Malt and Sergeant Hop, which when I was a kid, I didn't get that that was alcohol. No, I didn't know. Yeah. But uh, Colonel Bitter, again, it's just a word that means he's nasty. And then um, General Heartland, which I guess is a beer type. Um, Heininger Red, which is almost exactly what beer is called. And then my favorite, Storchenaya. Is that a vodka? It is a vodka. Yeah, Storchenaya <laughs> is, a, uh, oh, is a Russian. She needs to eat, too. She's 5'8", only 133. Wow. Well, and also we might as well get into this. I'll get a screenshot <laughs> for it later. But you see the stats for all the characters. Did you guys go through, Mike, did you go through the attract screen? Like the before you press start, it demos the game. Did you ever watch that? A little bit. I think yeah. I made. I think I did that on the second one more than the first. They did this thing that they used to do kind of a lot in the '90s, where if it's a female character, you don't say the weight. So her weight is a, right there. No, no, she's the villain. Talk about the main character, ah, the Amazon right. main character. Her weight is a question mark <laughs> because because <laughs> it would be rude, I guess, or she'd never tell. I don't know what it's implying. She so, likes to keep some things private. It's, there you go. And it's just that. Yeah, exactly that. Yes, that <laughs> Mike is. Referring to her um, uh, her scantily clad costumes, I guess we'll call it. So the game features a number of amusing misnomers. Uh, the main villain of the game is called Death Adder, which is, I think, a really badass name for like. It's cool. Uh, it's cool. Super cool. The there's a secret last boss though, Mike. Since you never saw this, there's a secret last boss whose name is Deathbringer. Do you get why that bugs me so much? Or does any of you get why that bugs me so much? Why his name's Deathbringer? Because he should also be a snake? Well, okay, you either make him a snake, right? Because he's not hes not adding death. He's named after the old English word for serpent. So would you have preferred death multiplier? Yeah. I mean, kind of. Because <laughs> it would keep it mathematically, yeah, I guess so. And after him is death divider and then death parentheses. And how about... Death, death factorial. Death, 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 death PEMDAS. <laughs> There's not a single golden axe in the game. What are you doing with that paper? I'm covering the screen. So why is the game called Golden Axe? <laughs> Does he have golden axes on his throne? You, I mean, you it's get, a golden, golden axe that's taken, right? To it. Just as the close on the impurities. Yeah, he's saying it's impurities. So the arcade release had the dwarf character wielding the titular golden axe, mm -hmm. and when the color palette was translated to the Genesis, they lost that color, and so you know it became silver, and no one like <laughs> whoever was in charge of that part of the job. Well, that kind of makes sense anyway, because it'd be lame if only one character has the proper weapon and everybody else was just. Following him? Yeah, and lore-wise, it doesn't make <laughs> sense because the game states that Death Adder is going to wield the golden axe, but... I always assumed the axe was Death Adder's, yeah. But Nothing then, more... but if you get to the last boss, his axe is, like, brown. brown. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the manual says something about the axe being stolen or something like okay. that. Okay. See, I, I didn't read the manual. So maybe they were correcting yeah. a mistake. Ah, <laughs> I'm, I'm ragging on these old uh, programmers <laughs> unnecessarily. I mean, it's just the earlier programmers that would have been wrong then, though. That's true. <laughs> like, a programmer at some point is wrong. 
<laughs> I'm also amused by the fact that the barbarian who wields a sword is named Axe Battler. I'm just annoyed that that's the name. Because compared to the other names... Yeah, Gilius Thunderhead and Tyrus Flair. Tyrus? Tyrus? Something like that, yeah. That's a pretty cool name, actually. Yeah, cool. and then Axe Battler. That is just lazy. Right. He doesn't even have an axe. Doesn't even have an axe. This is that John Mulaney thing of, like, the Blue Angels in Group 2. It's like, <laughs> this is the placeholder name that right. was never changed. Yes. Even though the weapon he wields was changed. And I remember as a kid, I thought it was so funny how they had this mistake where it says axe equals battler. And his mother was killed by death equals adder. I'm like, ha ha, did the wrong thing. You pressed the wrong button. Do you know why it's an equal sign? It's probably just a font choice. Because it's a whole math thing. No and no. But stop, stop <laughs> making this about math. <laughs> this, is, <clears throat> this is called the double hyphen. Uh, oh. Or, in as it's called in Japanese, the duburu hyphen. <laughs> it is used to separate given names from family names. So you would be Lund equals Mike, is how it would look to us. So his family is Axe? He's from the Battler family. No, no he's he, from the Axe. Oh, you're right, he's backwards. Yeah. So his first family. name is Battler. Battler. That actually kind of, I mean, Battler. that makes more Battler sense. Battler, Battler Axe. <laughs> well, just Battle being from the Axe family, he doesn't have to use an Axe. That's true. And uh, one last little thing about funny things, and I don't know if you guys can see this, but... Do you recall that there was a building in the game that says Deb yep. above the door? It's right there. Right there. <laughs> Any guesses why it says Deb? Because Deborah was too long. <laughs> too long to fit on the screen. Wasn't Deb from our tennis episode? I she was one of the characters. Yeah, it occurred to me. <laughs> so in Japan, you read from right to left. So it's, so it's bed. bed. It's supposed to be like a tavern. Like oh, they're, they're somebody out. was just mistranslating. Someone mistranslated it. Yeah, it's still, <laughs> it's still a kind of a weird one. Bed over an door. Uh, I mean, you know what's in there. <laughs> I guess. So this one kind just of bed. this kind of blew me away. So this is kind of fun because we're recording in my childhood home, which is like a block away from Mike's childhood home, and like this was the place where we played a lot of these Genesis games back in our youth. And so I was blown away to see this, and I'm excited to show my brothers. Oh wait, not that. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just deafened everybody. <laughs> uh, you gotta edit that so they can see. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll, no, no, I'll let them see it. Yeah. Let explain. them know that something amazing okay. is coming. Okay, I'll, I'll explain why we all laughed. I got the slides out of order. Golden Axe was a launch title for the Genesis. One of the very first yeah. things to come out, along with. Strauss's favorite Tom and Lazorda baseball. <laughs> the best baseball game. It was ever a good made. baseball game for its time. Yeah, it's not on the it's not on the Nintendo Switch Online. I don't think it will because of his likeness and the license for all it. All that stuff. Yeah. Right, I like that it's using a Dodgers font for where it says Genesis since mm -hmm. he was the coach for the Dodgers. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, but this is not about Tommy Lazorda, Mike. This is yeah, about Golden Axe. Yeah, I'm sorry, I put a Tommy Lasorda slide in this. <laughs> so the arcade version, if you beat the game, it ends with a fourth wall breaking end sequence where the characters jump out of the game which for some reason on the screenshot is called Great Axe instead of Golden Axe. <laughs> yeah, which is a little... And the uh, bad guys from the game chase kids into the street with the heroes running. That kid's running. dressed like he's from 1910. He does have like a little newsboy cap. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Actually, you dress like that. But I do dress like that. That's because I hide my baldness. So... My, the kid's this, bald? It, okay, very good. So... <laughs> This immediately made me think about another game we talked about, Mike, in our very first episode we ever recorded. With the I know the villains. Do you know what it is? Were you playing a newsboy? 
Kid Chameleon. Okay. It's kid, it's the Figured reverse Kid Chameleon. Instead of getting sucked into the game, the game is bursting out and attacking the real world. And so let's go on to the cover of Golden Axe. Well, just kind of comparing the hey. uh, North America. <laughs> He's got the axe. <laughs> he does. Yeah. So Axe Battler, or we assume who's Axe Battler, is holding an axe on the cover of the game. And I like this cover. I think it's super, like... <laughs> super 80s. Yeah. yeah. It's like kind of like the side of a van. Like, it'd be really cool if it was painted on the side of a van. I do think it's kind of misleading, though, in that it looks like the dragon is going to be uh, antagonist with the dragon kind of looking over them and kind of being menacing in the background. So I think that... I think that's your own anti-dragon prejudice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The dragon's just there. He's, okay. no, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> oh, come on. He's just there. He's, like, looming over them. He's looming. He's a guardian spirit. Okay. He's helping the all dragons. Right. I, I'm dragist or something. That does not sound what I wanted to sound like. <laughs> so... Yeah. All right, five episodes. Right? All right, that's yeah. not... Okay, that was a great yeah. run. The <laughs> Japanese cover, I think it makes a bit more sense in that, you know, you still have the 80s pose of the muscle-bound people. <laughs> yeah, he's so muscular. It's They're just, all so far away. Yeah. From each other? It's just from the from camera. From the camera. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, in the Japanese cover, they are a bit far away. You get, like, like, the full body shot. The dwarf is already shorter than everybody, and then he's kneeling. Right. <laughs> so, so, so I, I had to bring the camera back. <laughs> so I want to talk about that, though, because if you had to guess an 80s film franchise that heavily inspired this game according to the director in the documentary. Mm. Well, what 80s action franchise would you say it's largely visually... You're going to trip it, so it's not going to be... Yeah, it's not it, is, it is Conan. Oh, so it's not true. But, <laughs> but when you compare the posters, yeah. like, the dwarf is doing the kneeling pose and the sword is held aloft and it's just very kind I mean, of... Like most fantasy pictures in the 80s had that. Yeah, this is a very that's standard. That's absolutely true. I mean, this is almost the same pose as Star Wars. Yeah, also true. Yes, yes, it definitely was like a well, thing. People did. Yeah, in the seventies, eighties, <laughs> you just held your swords aloft and you stood, looking very impressive. <laughs> and one last thing, a little bit of trivia is that her hair I... is so big. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the eighties. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm impressed like... with the. The this detail on that. Jane Fonda's my wife's right here. My wife's mom has big hair like that. I freaking love it. Like it's always the same shape. Does she have a ring. sword like that? I don't know. I hope I never find out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad if I ever found out. So one of my favorite parts of this game, before we get to the joy pros versus the joy cons, oh. I love the death screams of the first game. Yeah. And so and, ah, so. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get a chance to do this again, Mike, but there was a great X-Men beat-em-up game and you could do the Colossus. I can oh perfectly... I want to do it. I'm going to do it. I can perfectly recreate the sound of Colossus' super movies. <laughs> well, that's the whole purpose for this podcast. There we go. Okay. So this movie samples screams from famous 80s movies. Is that why they sound so weird? That's, that's why they sound so weird. <laughs> yeah. So this was according to Slam Sim from Punchpedia. It's a website. The reason the screams are so strange and unsettling and believable is that they're sampled from 80s movies. Another Schwarzenegger movie, actually, which I've never seen, Commando? Never seen, it. never seen it. It looks like Terminator to me, though. I've seen it in bits. It's I mean, it's good. like you Terminator without the robot, which is kind of the key bit, I believe. Did you see? So you've seen Commando? No, but I've 
Got okay. the gist of it. Got it. <laughs> He's a commando. Awesome. He's a commando. Sample screams from Rambo First Blood. Oh, He's a commando. Never seen it. And American Werewolf in London. I haven't seen that. Nice. <laughs> You've seen yeah. this one? Yeah. It's good? It's it's great, because it's sort of black comedy. It's the oh. monster movie. Yeah. And that's what the poster says. It says right there. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the joy pro, uh, pros of Golden Axe. I think it has a really imaginative presentation. I really dig like the character select screen being a giant skeleton. I liked the levels, you know, being the backs of giant animals. This must have influenced like Dark Souls years later too. Yeah. Like, I think so. Absolutely. With like the turtle village. The giant turtle and like the giant skeleton that looks like uh Orange Stein, everyone knows what I'm talking about. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know his name, not Orange Stein. No, yeah, the big skeleton. King, King The one who's in completely in the darkness yeah. and then you get to the end of the cave. And I just remember as a kid getting to the fiend's path for the first time and realizing that I was on the back of a giant bird because the feathers are flying past you, which also scientifically, like, you would not be staying on the back of that bird, right? No, of course not. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> you need to ask Justin. <laughs> Just, Justin would know. Mike would know, too. Yeah, but you should know. I mean, he probably knows better than me because he's a physics dude. <laughs> but so what would knock you off, though? The wind of being on the back of a giant eagle or, like, the... I think it would be probably when the Zeppelin comes by and hits you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason you can't stay on. But presentation-wise, also, you got to love the magic effects. I think, you know, Tyrus Flair has easily the coolest. Tyrus? Is her name really Tyrus? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's her last name if we're going by the... The Flair <laughs> family. It's actually Flair Tyrus. Known for its Flair. But she summons fire ghosts and, you know, we'll get to the dragon when we do a dragon face-off a little bit later. Wow. Dragon versus <laughs> dragon. But I just, I loved the looks of this game. Mike, what do you think about how Golden Axe looked? I mean, I think it looks great. And part of that is I'm so used to how it looks like i remember this one well you played golden axe as a kid yes because this is on one of the like here's six games and mm. so if you have the money for one game why not buy the thing that's actually six so sega did this kind of a lot when their console would start to struggle they would get ahead in the holiday season by offering you multiple games with the console so the sega six pack came with the console that's when you got it and that's how we had it, too. We didn't own a Golden Axe cartridge. Yeah. It also came with Sancta Hedgehog, Columns, Super Hang-On, which is a motorcycle game, Streets of Rage, mm. and Revenge of Shinobi. All, all except of the motorcycle game we're going to be playing for this podcast, actually. And the thing about having the game is that, like, I, I thought it was the best game on the six-pack. So did you like this game as a kid? I did. I'm not good at it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Although... I don't know how anyone plays this and it doesn't be just become running back and forth and doing flying kicks to each side until people are dead. Yeah, it's one of the criticisms of the game is that the AI <laughs> is so predictable that your running attack is so uh, consistent. There's very little reason to do other things, especially if there's only one enemy on the screen. I mean, I'm not even going to say this is a predictability thing. This is simply um, they kill me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. If you stay still, you're going to get the combo where they kick you in the gut and kick you in the head. <laughs> but it does feel pretty good to jump kick them. Yeah. So I'm not entirely mad about doing it repeatedly. Right. Yeah, like it, it, it gets away <laughs> with it, but there is a bit of... kicks. At a certain point, I get tired of this. <laughs> Although, the thing I really liked about it is they have the pits everywhere. Yes. And it feels even better to kick a dude. That's in true. Yeah. Like, that is one of the most fun things, because that is also... A thing where this game lets you do something that most other games wouldn't. But you was, had to finish a guy by beating him up. This one was like, or you can just use the pit. 
It felt particularly clever, and it kind of felt cinematic. And it was sort of, it gave you options. Right. It inspired 300, is what you're saying. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and, it, and one of the things that I always thought was kind of cool is that the enemies, by and large, have the same attack set that you do. Now, they don't all have as many attacks as you do, although Skeleton's pretty Put in an animation of a Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a video. It's <laughs> a, <laughs> but, so, the enemy would sometimes do a running attack at you, and you could just sidestep them and let them charge right off the edge of a cliff, which was always satisfying. Uh, I don't know if it was more satisfying, though, than the gnomes. So, <laughs> Meeting the crowd. Uh, do, do, do you know how the manual describes how you're supposed to get magic from them? So, huh? so we should go over those who haven't played the game before. You can do magic attacks, but only if you use magic potions. And the magic potions you get by braining these little gnomes that can't hurt you. They just run around your feet. Yeah, what the manual sa- so smug. What the manual <laughs> says is if you nudge them... And then them. in parentheses, you may have to nudge them very hard. Whoa! <laughs> is this like a police training manual? Jesus! Hey! <laughs> yeah, political every episode. There's nothing political about But it's, 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 you're right. Um, it's cool though because the gnomes do run around the levels and they can drop magic potions or health, which is roast beef. With a big piece of meat. Big piece of roast beef on the ground. And in between levels, you're at your base camp and they'll steal your items. So you start, you know, the, the minigame losing items, and you it is possible to, you know, end the minigame with less than you started with. You have to be really bad at it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did you ever not get them in time? Sure, every once in a while. Okay. Yeah, like, towards the end of the game, they get faster. Oh, okay. Yes, but, I mean, initially it is really easy, and so once you hit them enough times, they'll scurry away and, uh, you know, be no longer harvestable, I guess we'll say. And then the last thing that really sets this game apart from other games in the era are the writable beasts, or as Mike would call them... I thought you read the manuals for this. So much for Mike Lund's thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Bazarians. Oh, God, right. Yeah, Bizarre. they're called Bazarians. No one should remember that. That's yeah. <laughs> Why? But... It was cool when I was a kid. It's still cool today. Getting on t- the back of a dragon and... Bizarrean. A Bizarrean, thank you. And I, mean, I guess they should specify because there is a dragon elsewhere in the game. But... A dragonoid Bizarrean. The, the, the dragonoid Bizarreans are first a great threat to you when the enemy has it because they're one of the few things that have a ranged attack. Their fireballs can sometimes go all the way across the screen. And so knocking the enemy off and then stealing their ride and using it against them... I, I just still think it's cool to this day. I mean, that's why they tried to make a whole game based right. on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, the only attempt to modernize this series was called um, Golden Axe Beast Rider. It came out on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, and it was one of the worst-reviewed games of that console generation. Sadly <laughs> enough. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on the writable beasts or bizarians? The game should have been called Bizarian Riders. <laughs> That'd be cool. I mean, the it, chicken walkers are pretty iconic. Uh, the cockatrice, actually? No, they were called chicken walkers. Chicken legs. They? Chicken, chicken legs. legs. Yeah. Who read chicken the manual? Legs. He did. <laughs> the I think chicken, chicken leg in the second one. Oh, there you go. The- <laughs> uh, I was a little bit frustrated that I discovered that if you're up against a wall and you get knocked off one of the dragons, mm. you will get stuck in a loop of try oh, to get back right. on. They knock you off. You try to get back on. They knock you <laughs> off. Right. Until it runs off. And it's like, well, that was a waste. <laughs> and I imagine you not being able to rewind and get rid of a glitch like that. A lot more frustrating. Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, on that topic, um, if I may broaden this, my biggest problem with the first one, because this happened on that, but not on 
Golden Axe 2. Okay. I got stuck at points because an enemy off screen got stuck and I couldn't advance until it was dead. What? I've never seen that happen in a run. I had never seen that happen. I had it happen twice. Huh. And so one time I had enough magic and I'm just like, I'm just going to use magic and hope something happens. And then I hear a off screen death and like <laughs> oh. and the game's like, go ahead, move on. And the other one, I had no magic left and I'm just sitting there and I think I let it run for about five minutes just to see if at some point it would realize there's a problem and it, do, it did not. It, yeah. Well, and one of the things that I think a joy con of this game is that the magic system is a little overly simplistic in that it's all or nothing and so you'll get in these situations of you're about to die and you only have a full magic meter. So you can use a little help, but you kind of don't want to use all your resources. And, you know, the attacks, they just hit every enemy on the screen. There's no real interaction with it once you press the button. I thought it would have been kind of cool if, and this is, and this is me complaining about a game that probably was ahead of the time already, you know, but if the lightning actually hit things in its path. If the dragon actually hit a specific area of the screen, I think it'd be kind of more fun to use. I disagree. I enjoy knowing that if I just use the magic, everything will suffer. Hmm. Yeah, like from an arcade perspective, simple is better. You I want guess so. seven-year-olds playing it. Yeah. And being able to do it. Yeah, though a more complex problem, which Algebra. we have a screenshot <laughs> that shows. Um so we have one health bar. And the number one next to like the image of the character here. Sure, implying you have one life left and one health chunk left. Yeah, that's sure what it implies. Okay. That is not what it implies. In, that's not what it actually means in this game. What do you mean? In this game, that means that when you lose that one, you are now needing to use the continue. Right. For some weird reason, in this one, that number counts your current life. Oh, so what Mike's referring to, we've been playing a lot of these retro games for this podcast, pretty much every other game from this era, you would have zero be the final number before game over. Yeah, I don't think this is even a retro thing. I think this is just like common sense. That should be, here's my current health, and then here's how many lives I have left after this. In your reserves. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it didn't occur to me either. Didn't ever really notice. Yeah, it was really obnoxious. You notice it more when you die a lot? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you keep going, I thought I had another life. Why? It's like, oh, because this goes one to dead. Yeah fun so does anyone else have anything else to say about golden axe either in praise of or criticism of it I the axe could have been a little bit more golden a little more golden <laughs> yep a little more <laughs> little more gold a little less axe so then let's go on to the second game for today golden axe 2 released in 1992 um only for the sega genesis at least for the longest time anyway it was directed by kazuma fuji or as he's credited in the game fuzzy and he worked on a game we're going to be covering in a future episode, Mike, a game called Flicky. It's a puzzle mm -hmm. bird game, and the birds of which entered the Sonic universe in Sonic 3D Blast. Mm -hmm. And he also worked on a game that we had as kids called Biohazard Battle. It was like a space shooter. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. Oh, that game was sweet. Yeah, is, is that, that on your thing? It's not on the... No, I have a feeling it'll be added one day. Was that a 32X game? No. Huh? Just a Genesis, but it looked like a 32X yeah. game. So Golden Axe 2, there's not as much trivia about it, but there are a few interesting tidbits. This is one of the very few Genesis games that cannot function properly using a six-button controller. Mm -hmm. If you tried to play it using a six-button controller, the system would think that movement is handled through the X, Y, and Z buttons. And so in order to play it using a six-button controller, at least the first batch of the controllers, you had to hold down this button that I always wondered what it meant as a kid. And the trigger of the old Genesis six-button controller, there was a mode button. 
You guys remember that thing? The little button in the top corner? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, you, was, it was for what you have left over when you divide. Yeah, okay, stop with the math. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the Mike Lund thoughts we want. Exactly. <laughs> you hold down the mode button while turning on the Genesis, and it tricks it into thinking it's a three-button controller. You have to hold it down the whole time? Just while booting up. Okay. What? Yep. <laughs> that's, that's how things used to be. Convenient. So Golden Axe 2 was released only on consoles. A true sequel to Golden Axe was released by the same director in 1992 called The Revenge of Death Adder. Never got a home release until 2020 when Arcade 1UP made an arcade cabinet you could buy you know, for your home or garage or whatever. Is that a centaur? Yes. So it was a, it's, it's, to watch it, and I've actually used to play, I used to play it not legally. Um, uh, Does it, the centaur have one of those uh, yes, American, American Gladiator things? Right. That's yes. amazing. The game looks freaking sweet. God, I hope you can also shoot tennis balls at people. The <laughs> dwarf is riding a man? So the dwarf... Is he doing that? Yes. Yeah, this is amazing. So, playable <laughs> monsters, including the giant, the um, elf, and the centaur the elf? Right down there. He got a little spear. Oh. Agilius Thunderhead is back, but he was wounded from his previous victory against Death Adder, and so now he rides around on the back of the giant. That's awesome. And he, the giant attacks, and he casts the spells. How cool is that? And he still doesn't have the golden axe. Wait, but this... Okay, so this is... So is this a sequel to Golden Axe? The arcade. Two? Okay. Yes. This was released the same year as Golden Axe on the Genesis. Okay. And the director says, this is my game. These are the only two games, the original and this one, the arcade, Revenge of Death Adder. He had no involvement in any of the other ones. Okay, because this has Death Adder again, whereas the other, whereas uh, Golden Axe 2 is a different villain. Yeah, Dark Gould. Yeah. Well, uh, and then, you know, one other thing this game did is that you could get your Bazarians but you could also get weapon mounts, like Dino Rider style, Justin, from freaking Dino Riders. You could get ballistas and catapults attached to your rideable creatures and, like, upgrade <laughs> awesome. them. Yeah, it looks so cool. Anyway, enough about that game. Enough about, uh, <laughs> yeah, because we're not talking about that game. Um, the Genesis game, Golden Axe 2, was the sprites were hand-drawn using a proprietary tablet that Sega invented and which would later become a console that we would see playable at our local Burger King. Called the Sega Pico. Do you guys remember this? Yeah, I didn't know it was a child's tablet. Yeah, it was for educational oh. games. And in fact, it was one of the only games where Sonic character Tails ever had his own title. That's so, right. Yeah. And so the Pico was used while making Golden Axe 2 on the Genesis. And Mike, you'll get a kick out of this from our Kid Chameleon episode, but the story of Golden Axe 2 uh, is continued in the Sonic the Comic magazine we talked about this did you guys know this existed it was a magazine and each week it would have a sonic story and half the magazine would be a sega property so there's kid chameleon streets of rage golden axe freaking cool right mm -hmm. and get a load of these titles uh there were two golden axe stories the citadel of dead souls and plague of serpents oh it's like get goosebumps even saying it. it's so 80s it's so cool and uh yeah so let's go over the cover art of golden axe 2 Oh my! What happened? What's your What's your thoughts, Jonathan? Look at the dragon who's got something in his to take his temperature. I think. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What? Look at the dragon on the left. He's, he looks like a dog in the vet office. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, oh, maybe it doesn't like being ridden. Yeah. yeah, it is being straddled by the Amazon. They aren't even using a saddle, so she probably isn't enjoying it either. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and the I, I don't know. I mean, it's, look how tiny their weapons are. The dwarf <laughs> went to the gym though. Their weapons got tiny. 
It's worse. The cover's worse. Way worse. Yeah. But nothing's worse than the Japanese cover. Yeah. Look at that sickly yellow of their hair. And Look the... at his grimace. Yeah. <laughs> He's not. He had the... the grimace shake. The guy, he did have the grimace shake. Jonathan was showing me those memes last night. They're hilarious. Or his vines or whatever you call them. TikToks. And I, also the angle on the Japanese cover. So, and they stabbed their dragon or something? Yeah, what yeah, is happening to that guy? I think he's being ridden. By the dwarf this time? But if they're just trying to get his head into the frame. It's just... He's having a bad day. It's one of the worst ones I've ever seen. They should have just used a tripod. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> to take a better picture? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's like they got the feedback on the first one of, you are way too far from the camera. It's like, okay, we're just going to kind of put it right up here. It's like, no, no, there's a middle ground. So... Joy pros for this game, you know, one thing it does better, I think, is that the magic reserves can be used more strategically. You don't have to use all of your magic at once. You can hold down the button and make it as strong as you want. And I thought the magic looked really cool in this game. You know, the barbarian switching to the wind powers, the dwarf gets the rain of boulders, and then, like, the fire birds. Mike, you had some thoughts on the magic in this game? I mean, yeah, I think it really just is the ability to just use some of the magic and not all of the magic. Yeah is a very nice change. And, you know, it also, I think, has more interesting enemy aesthetics. The, uh, you know, the, instead of just a big, bald guy. Um, <laughs> not that I would have a particular reason to dislike that, but it's, it's a minotaur, you know, and there's lizards, you know, lizard monsters. It's just, it, visually, it's a cooler game to look at, I feel. So c can we talk about the two dragon attacks? Which one do you guys think is better? So Golden Axe and Golden Axe 2... The Tyrus Flare's ultimate attack is a dragon, and as a kid, I was kind of obsessed with these two different visuals. First what, one was way better. Why way better, though? Because so the one on the right. The, no, the, the one on the left? The one on the left. Yeah, that was the first game. Oh, that's the first game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks way better. Because you got to see the dragon from the side, it looks cool, and it comes in and sweeps across the screen. And I think it's more, it feels more stylized. Yeah. The way that yeah. It's Why basically so like a worse? drawing coming across and, and Well, with the next two, though, you, you do get... More of the dragon, you see his but claws. But he fades in. Does he fades in when you cast him? Oh yeah. So that's kind of lame. Yeah, you actually just and then did that 10 somebody ago. wasn't able to draw things for the dragon from the front very well. Yeah, it's weird. Looking. He's just weird looking. Yeah, he's, he's also one color. That's true. Yeah. Also, yeah, I, I always thought the first dragon was cooler too, but I just, uh, I just now I we know objectively the first one's cooler. And so objectively, you guys, if I asked you what was the most powerful magic attack in all of Golden Axe one or two. I believe it was Death Adder's instant kill magic spell. No. Okay. <laughs> Although I've that's, that existed. That's what I believe. Yeah, okay. That's oh, what I believe. Okay, this is a podcast in 2023, <laughs> which means he's equally entitled to feelings, right? Um, it's technically the barbarian's power, because you can... So his level two magic is to pick up every enemy on the screen, and a tornado deposits the, all of the enemies onto your shoulders, and then you what? chuck all of them... And if you're next to a cliff, you can chuck every enemy off the screen off a cliff and get the best kill in the game. Nice. I was very proud of inventing that. You invented that. I well, <laughs> the only man to have ever done this. Movie. Let me be clear. I'm very proud of thinking to do that and testing it, and was very pleased when it worked. Uh, anything else nice to say about Golden Axe Two, Justin John? You just played it. It's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> there is still no Golden Axe. Right. There is a Golden Axe. What do you mean, Mike? So, in the first Golden Axe, when you were at a point where you needed to move on, they'd have the words oh, go flash and a gold ah. sword. This time it's an axe. This time it's an axe. <laughs> okay. So, uh, There's so the Golden Axe. The axe is your spirit guide in that one. Okay. Yeah. But, so, but, 
So that was a nice touch where, like, this felt like it cleaned up things from the first one where it's just, like, minor things that someone who's just sitting around a table complaining about things would point out. I thought that was really implied, but I guess not. Yeah. Um, they got rid of the gnomes. Those are minor things. They yes, did. that was unfortunate. <laughs> Killing the wizard people was not nearly as... No. Yeah. yeah, what they're referring to is that, you know, the minigame where you steal magic and health points from, you know, NPCs is back. But instead of being these smug, kind of harmless gnomes, now they're the mages, which are enemies as yeah, well. they were like Zupo from He-Man, right. whatever the guy's name was. <laughs> oh, I never saw He-Man, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, no, yeah, Zupo, Zupo from what He-Man. His name, whatever his name was, you know what I'm talking about. It fit the it, annoying dude, you couldn't see his face. But it, stealing from your enemy, it felt less sadistic and therefore less interesting and right. enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. It was just the the worse the ga- a game's premise is, the more fun the game is. Yeah. Everybody plays Grand Theft Auto V to this yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> to, to directly take a line from the comedian Jackie Cashin on the worst games are the ones that are horrible premises. Right. And when Jonathan said that, you know, Golden Axe 2 is the second game... That's all you can really say about it. It's so similar. The The changes are almost entirely aesthetic. There's just, I think, this crippling sense of been there and done that. But two things are just worse, I would say. The level design is worse. There are no cool levels where you find out that you were secretly on the back of an eagle or riding a giant turtle. It's all just village and castle. What, what I'm showing them right now is a picture of the volcano cave. And that's what that is? And it's also the same texture as the cliffside level. It's just a color slop. It just feels like lazy level design. And I think part of what makes these games good is looking at it. So when the level is not as fun to look at, you really kind of lost something. Character select screen is also seriously lacking a giant skeleton. Is it a giant skeleton? No. No. Is it a giant... Cartilage? I don't think there was anything there. <laughs> like a cartilage, it's just a, just a wiggly thing. And then, I mean, it's immediate. The very first person that you, the very first enemy you kill in Golden Axe 2, you don't get a scream. You get a, he doesn't. Ugh. <laughs> the sounds are stupid. It's just all right. No, but like that's okay. But it's the same. Everybody at home is checking to see if a cat is <laughs> I would say the advantage. Golden Axe one, pretty short. If you play that and you're still feeling like playing more, Golden yep. Axe Two, you get Longer. the same. You get you get your result and you're satisfied. My issue though, and I, I've heard people praise that when I was researching this and saying that the game is longer, but the levels aren't as interesting. So I don't want it to be longer. Like I like the punchiness of Golden Axe One. It feels like I can just do this in one sitting and never think about what else I should be doing. Oh, I mean, just doing like one after the other. Yeah, you yeah. get you get kind of a more average length game if you play both in a row. Absolutely. Uh, anything else to say about Golden Axe 2, either um, in joy defense or joy criticism of it before we go on to our final segment? Um, I will give it credit for figuring out how to have a life counter work correctly. Wait, uh, see? Yeah, oh, see, it's yeah, got okay. a zero. That's right. Yeah, they, yes. they fixed that. Like I said, they fixed a bunch of like... Quality of life things. Yeah, and then made a less fun game. Yeah. But... <laughs> Fairly less fun, though. I wouldn't say it's not. about as fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty similar. No more gnomes. No more gnomes. I don't like that. So then, let's wrap this up with our final segment: Nintendo or Nintendo don't, where we're going to declare our personal opinions on each game, and eventually, in the event of a tiebreaker, we'll ask our listeners to weigh in. Let's start with the first game, Golden Axe. Uh, I think it's a Nintendo. I think, despite being literally one of the Genesis first games, I think it still holds up. 
I think it really hits the sweet spot in uh, beat-em-up and brawler games where, like, every encounter feels satisfying. And everyone, or almost everyone, is kind of the perfect length where, like, that was exciting. On to the next battle. What do you guys think? Jonathan should go. I think it's a Nintendo doo-doo. That means do it twice. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, it's, I think it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're both Nintendo. You'll probably come back to the first one more, but yeah, it's no reason not to play both of them. I'm... Uh-oh. Yeah, no, I think... Mike Lund's thoughts. This is a <laughs> play it on a different platform because I have played this on multiple f- formats. I have never repeatedly gotten stuck on Golden Axe because an enemy off screen. So a different format, you mean like like emulation or like a different collection an em- disc? An emulation original format it's on steam oh any like it was an iphone for a while yeah i played it on so many different formats and never get far but i never i want to fail because i don't know what i'm doing not because an enemy is stuck somewhere i can't see now i will so I, you think it's the nintendo translation that screwed it up i'm sus- very suspicious of that because i've ne- i've not had this happen before. But we should clarify, though, that were you using the features built in, such as rewind <laughs> and save states, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. I shouldn't have to. I get that. I get that. <laughs> I'm going to agree with him on that. I don't like it when you kind of have to do rewind. I shouldn't have to fix the bug. Well, so speaking of shouldn't have to, I'm going to give Golden Axe 2 a Nintendon't. I think Justin's absolutely right. If you like the first game, you want more content, then that's really the only reason it's a Nintendo. But it's so similar to Golden Axe, the original, but with worse sounds and worse visuals, which for me is half the reason to play these games, I can't in good conscience rate them equally. I want to... You don't want to lose sleep over this. I don't want to... I I want my Nintendo to mean more than my Nintendo. By worse visuals, do you mean that the... Female character is wearing more. <laughs> you know, you, I, I was wondering if you are going to bring that up. Yeah, she is a bit more covered up. And it's strange because, did you guys know, this probably should come up earlier, but do you guys know that there is a, um, a, a 360 backwards attack you can do? By pressing jump and attack at the same time, you'll whip around and hit the people behind you. I was you. doing that accidentally. I guess. Right. Yeah, I, I, I knew you could do that because I read the manual. Sure. But, when, <laughs> but in Golden Axe 2, despite being the more conservative Amazon costume, when she does that, her full booty is exposed. So, <laughs> is it a manual if you can't hold it? Oh, because he's saying the, the word I mean, manual. Is that what it means? It's still, you still call it a P. I think it's a yeah. manual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Golden, Golden Axe 2 for you guys. Nintendo, How much does it cost? The, the Nintendo Switch Online. So, we played it via the expansion pack, which is $50 a year, and you get N64, Sega Genesis, and Game Boy Advance on top of the $20 a year. So, <laughs> but we're not saying should you subscribe, we're saying this game specifically. This is, is it worth the time? Yeah, is it worth the time? Yeah, what else are you going to do? <laughs> okay. You going to vaping? Yeah. There you- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one Nintendo, one Nintendo for Golden Axe 2. What do you guys think? Justin and Mike? Well, I said Nintendo already. Okay, yeah. so Nintendo. I, f- I think I'd go Nintendo because in either case, oh, I'd right. rather play Golden Axe. It's up yeah. to the listeners. Oh, it's so- right. Well, maybe this will like, be the first yeah. one. If anything, I would rather... Golden Axe 2, I'd rather play what the end of what its manual advertises at the end, <laughs> which, which is, is Streets of Rage, oh, which feels very similar very good. in the here's great. various enemies that we just change the colors of when they get harder. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, I, I don't know, I, I remember in my head liking Golden Axe more. But I, I mean, they're even similar enough that the female characters are whatever flair. And I think Blaze. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> like, I didn't bring this up earlier because I was hoping yeah. at some point the trivia would be like, hey, these are the same people that made Streets of, 
Streets oh, of Rage. I, bet I don't know that this it is. is all why this is similar. I'll have to look into yeah. it. I don't know about that. Well, uh, so guys, thank you for listening. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the old switcheroo. Please uh, like, follow, and subscribe if you think we've earned it. And join us next time where we will be dis- uh, going to the doctor, Doctor Mario specifically. We will be playing Doctor Mario and Doctor Mario sixty four, and we'll see if they're a tough pill to swallow or if it's a better pun that I can't think of on the spot because I should have prepared ahead of time. It'll be fun. Join us for Dr. Mario next I prescribe you stop talking. Pres- there we go. Yes, doc- doctor's orders there. Thanks for listening to Mike Lund's thoughts. All right. Thanks for listening <laughs> yeah. to the old switcheroo. And uh, game on, everyone. Um, about uh, beat em up games. <laughs> and uh, my father just came home. Uh, so, hey, Bops. We're, we're recording just, our episode. When we resume, we'll just resume at that slam whatever. Bit. Oh, you're going to cut this part out? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Bops. Hi, Bops. I, I didn't know you paused. Well, yeah, I, I didn't pause, but I'm just. It, it, He's just recording randomly. Thank you for letting us record here. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have time. You remember Mike? That's our last time we saw him. Oh, get that going. Oh shoot! What is that? Whoa. Did you go to that pie place that you like? No, this is downtown LA. Oh, okay, I was gonna say you didn't go to the pie room. This is habanero jelly beans. Oh boy! Oh, yeah. go ahead, you gotta man. eat one of those at the end of the podcast. Yeah. How are you doing? You had a late night. Uh, we got back to Michelle's apartment at one o'clock after wow. looking for luggage for two hours. Dang! Did you get Hers? your luggage though? No. Ah, hers was right there at the at the carousel. Your luggage is gone. Mine is who knows where. Oh man! Uh, are you hoping it gets found, or are you hoping you get the money? <laughs> I, I hope it gets found. Okay. Yeah. Because I've already I started an Excel spreadsheet of stuff. You got to prove it. Yeah. You got to prove it. Yeah. Forty five hundred dollars. That's of stuff. I could see it. Yeah. You remember well, when my bag got lost in Hawaii? Yeah. It was it, it was a grand well, Actually, I stopped off and got a pair of pants and a shirt that was on sale. <laughs> I need to replace them sometimes. Yeah. Is my shirt? Is that that shirt? No. No, no, no it's a different one. You should keep all this in the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to sound like he's in a different room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're recording this? Yeah, I'm just going to cut it out. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> We're recording our you can get about... this on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great Patreon extended content. Exactly. Five dollars. Find out what happened to Jamo's dad's long luggage. <laughs> or, or don't, because he never will. <laughs> Is it okay if we keep recording, pops? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I might head out to the uh, Indiana Jones movie. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, um, I would. I'd join you later. Mike's gonna be here till six. We don't like Mike. We do like right here. <laughs> we, got, we got a game to play with Mike too. Yeah. Oh, okay. But if you, pie. Oh, I don't want pie just yet. We probably shouldn't eat well, while doing this because it's gonna yeah. have smack it into everything. Yeah. Unless this is ASMR. <laughs> it's not. It's the audio. What does it stand for? It's Autonomic like awesome sensory mouth sound, sound recordings. <laughs> That's it's videos Wait, of what people you just like chewing really close to the mic. You didn't say the right thing. Autonomic sensory. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's the internet. Everything's a thing there. All right. Oh, I can explain the mechanics of it, but okay, let's not do that just yet. <laughs> Sometimes it sounds good. Okay. So wait, do you want to do like a clap so you know when to like? No, I'll just forget to say. We got one now. <laughs> <laughs>